This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass for Wednesday, June 28th, 2017. The 2017 Blue Stars hit the field at Lucas Oil Stadium with their show Star-Crossed last week, and they were ready to go with a horn line that is surprising even longtime fans of the Blue Stars, one of the charter members of Drum Corps International 45 years ago this summer. visited the Corps in rehearsal north of Indianapolis before last week's tour premiere show and met three of the people working very hard this summer to make the 2017 Blue Stars the best yet. I am Nessa Guerra, the Blue Stars drum major. This is my sixth season with the Blue Stars. I'm from Naperville, Illinois. How's spring training gone? It's going really well. We just finished up and um, we got our coins uh, last night, which is pretty much for the rookies. Like, uh, It means that they accomplished and finished their first spring training with the Blue Stars. What's that ceremony like? Describe it for me. It's really special. Um, we we did a core history night, which means that we kind of swept through the history of the core and explained our beginning points and just how it developed and grew into what we are today. And with that, it was special to also give the new members their, uh, their coins with a star and a part of the necklace and to show them that they're a part of that also. You know, the first top 12 drum corps I saw live in 1978 was the Blue Stars. Oh, wow. And they made an impact on me. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll be a Blue Stars fan forever. Um, Star-Crossed sounds like a pretty cool show. Oh, yeah, it's a very cool show. It's, it's super emotional and invoking. I Honestly, we um, on the bus we watched Moulin Rouge for the first time I had seen it, and it, it really helped me understand better what even our show is. And it's all of the different love stories and the tragedy and everything. It's just, it's super powerful. Have you had your heart broken yet? I could say that, yeah. <laughs> Do you think the members can relate to the Boy Meets Girl, things go horribly wrong plotline? I think a majority of them absolutely can. And for the younger members, I mean... There's definitely a lot of things that they're learning about just how emotional and how special it is to be in a drum corps itself. And with that, they're learning how to perform and convey emotion no matter what. And I feel like they're getting on board with that. Absolutely. There is a buzz about your brass line this year. Um, you're standing center podium. Can you tell a difference? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was in the horn line for four years and... It has grown so much. It's really amazing. Uh, everyone is just, it's so talented and 
is so dedicated to what they're doing and it makes it really easy to just come together and perform really well. You know, the show's really come together and the kids have been pushing. Russ Gavin is Blue Star's core director. Our staff, a lot of our staff have been with us for five years now on the instructional side. Uh, the, the average, I think, is three and a half. And so everybody kind of knows the routine. Everybody's got a good rhythm. And that just transfers right into every moment of rehearsal. People know how to work well together and how to complement each other in, in those important ways that educators have to. Uh, and similarly, we've got a good veteran presence among the membership that also bring that experience. So spring training has been a very positive experience all around. How much of it have you spent here in Indiana? Uh, we got here Monday, so this is day four in Indiana. Uh, we. Uh, we spent the bulk of our time in Forest City, Iowa, which is in northern Iowa, at Waldorf University. We, are, we love that place in, in, in Forest City. They're good folks. They treat us right, and it's just an ideal spring training rehearsal site. And uh, then we roll up to lacrosse for several days and enjoy our hometown, and then uh, made our way here. You're kind of... I mean, lacrosse is your hometown and always has been, but you've really kind of laid down roots all over the Midwest, having you over the last decade or so. Yes, you know, when uh, in 2008, I believe it was, we first started having our audition camps in the Indianapolis area. And you know, we, we've laid down roots is the perfect way to put it. At that time, we had a lot of instructional staff that were in that area, and we just... Uh, there were a lot of things that drew us here, and over time, those roots have just gotten stronger as the trees gotten taller. And uh, and we, we we're in Indiana, we're in Iowa, we we have a huge presence in Minnesota. Our brass caption head Ward Miller is in Minneapolis, so we, you know, we do a lot of work up in that area. And uh, yeah, we're we're very excited that our reach has grown to cover most of the Midwest. What should we know about Starcrossed? That it is a story of stories. The, the bottom line is the, the story of the star-crossed lover has been told time and time and time and time again. It's as old as storytelling. And in our show, we drew on three of those star-crossed lover tales. We drew on Romeo and Juliet, Great Gatsby, and Moulin Rouge uh, to just explore the concept of what it is to fall deeply in love in a moment where you're completely overwhelmed but then doesn't end well. I, I think everyone knows all of those stories that that through line runs. Uh, it, no, no, nobody's uh, celebrating their uh, anniversary at the end of those shows and and we, we believe you know most people who have lived a life have had one of those moments or two, and we think it can really connect to the audience in that way. And we also believe it can connect to the audience musically because the palette that we are drawing from is, is very wide and diverse and includes Prokofiev and Tchaikovsky, but then also a lot of the modern stuff from Moulin Rouge, uh, like Lady Marmalade and Nature Boy and some just really hip renditions of that. What's been the biggest challenge bringing this show to the field, do you think? You know, making sure that all of the ideas that our amazingly talented design team uh, can get out there onto the field. It, it, you know, when you start these processes with that kind of a foundation, there are so many amazing ideas. And our artistic director, Michael Shapiro, I mean, he, he's just a genius. And when you put him in the room with Kevin Ford and Frank Sullivan and Matt Hernandez and Eric Shriver, everybody just has so much that they contribute to it and making sure that we package in a way that is cohesive and engaging for the audience. Does it get harder every year to fabricate what the designers are seeing in terms of stage and props and things like that? 
in 09 when we did the factory we had 40 sewing desks on the field and if we look back through the videos you know we we were a little bit we were on the earlier side of the prop engagement and on the multiple and on the large scale and i think about 2014 when we tarped the field for the uh where the heart is and made the home show and so i think we've just gotten used to it and what this season you know we have five smaller stages and 16 writing desks and you know 12 different screens and you know and it was funny because when we went to put them on and engage that part of our show it didn't feel hard at all because we've we've been doing it a decade now so uh, again a lot of our stuff is a little more user-friendly in terms of its mobility and that is purposeful uh so um I think, you know, that's a little bit that we are used to the process and a little bit that we try to be very intelligent about the choices we make. I'm Dr. Ward Miller. I'm the brass caption head of the Blue Stars Drum and Bugle Corps. This has been a very interesting journey for me. I never marched it, uh, didn't really follow it. Of course, I was aware of it. I'd been to a couple of shows, um, but um, it was not something that I really had my feet in that world. So it's been uh, a journey over the last three years to sort of find, find my way through it. As always, it's the people connections that draw you into everything. And uh, Russ Gavin, who's our uh, core director, uh, he and I are old friends, went to school together at Auburn, grew up together. We're in Cub Scouts together. Wow. <laughs> and I had recently moved to Minneapolis. My wife is from Wisconsin. We moved up there to be close to her uh, mother and father. And um, I just happened to be on my way to a uh, family reunion with my uh, wife and her father. And we passed close to where the Blue Stars were and having a spring training. And uh, Russ said, hey, come and check us out. And I said, sure. So I came and watched, you know, because I'd never really uh, watched and seen what it's all about on the training side. And um, then a year, you know, later that uh, year, I got an email that basically said, don't say no. And at first I said no, <laughs> not because I didn't want to do it, but I just said, I don't know about someone who's never done this and has no roots in it getting out there and telling folks what to do but uh, they said we promise we'll we'll guide you through it and we'll, we'll have a support staff that can then help you be there and the kids will support you and they have um, and uh, that's the best part of all of this is watching the quality of performer and person that drum corps draws and to see the process that these kids go through that's what makes it rewarding. Do you think that this activity is has over the last 20 years gained a lot more respect with with mainstream music educators? Absolutely. Now, I don't have the personal history and activity to be able to have seen that evolution, but in speaking with so many people, um, I really can say that for sure the two worlds have grown together of both band and drum corps and music education and it's gone from being uh, sort of this it's a different thing to being this is just another arm of music education taken to the nth degree and uh, we really work to develop that partnership so the Blue Stars send me on a uh, month plus long lecture tour to over a dozen universities and colleges in the fall where I go and work not just with athletic bands but also guest conduct concert 
and chamber ensembles, uh, give guest lectures to uh, music education classes, arranging courses, that sort of thing. And I, I just think that, that that partnership between DCI and the college and high school level of music and middle school with us having the middle school honor bands at some of our regionals and whatnot, like in Minneapolis where I live, um, I really think that it's, it's been a fruitful marriage and uh, we want to see it continue to grow. The hype on this brass line this year is palpable. We have worked hard over the last three years to recruit the best and the brightest and to make um, the number of people who are going for these spots rise. And this year we had the greatest number of people audition for the horn line that's ever been in the history of the organization. Wow. And, uh, you know, when you get that, you get, uh, you get the best and brightest. And I, I think also because we've kept this really fine staff of brass educators who were here before I got here and have continued to this day, um, because we've got that continuity and we have so much faith and they've had such great experiences in musicianship, we really are firing on all cylinders. So we believe in what we're doing. We believe in the process we're going through. We believe in the kids. And um, we, we, we believe in the product we're putting out there. And we just can't wait to iterate on it throughout the summer and keep on driving to new heights. My thanks to Dr. Ward Miller, Russ Gavin, and Blue Stars drum major Nessa Guerra for spending time with the Field Pass this week. The Field Pass theme music is composed by Mark Higginbotham. I'm Dan Potter, and we're back Friday with another Field Pass.